Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another kick-ass and sparkling ladypreneur podcast. With me, as always, is the terrific, the talented, the magnificent, the sparkly, the unicornish, Therese Tucker. The unicornish. <laughs> Cornish. Actually, that's where I went to college. Cornish. Well, there you yeah. go. I must have known. <laughs> See, now I understand your unicornishness. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. So today, oh, the topic for today, nah. sort of inspired by, you know, personal life stories, is just talking about time, productivity, expectations in a period of time where time doesn't seem to be normal anymore. How time <laughs> shifts and changes and um, kind of like how we have to learn how to flow with it. So, Rach, <laughs> it was, I pulled this topic, but I want to hand it over to Rach to see. Uh, I just want to check in with you. Are you feeling this way? So let me, let me give you a, a scenario, all right, that I'm working with here personally. Um, so I've got my to-do list. I organize. Like I, I work on my to-do list a week ahead, right, and I kind of get the big stuff blocked out. And then day by day, I know what other things need to be tackled. And I, you know, I move it into the time slots and I feel actually more productive in my life than I ever have before. And I feel more organized. And yet at the same time, there's something happening where um, also life interrupts, right? Because I'm a mom, I've got kids, uh, we have external life events that are outside of our business. So some days you just cannot tackle your to-do list. And it feels like, for me at least, at least something I'm noticing that I have to constantly catch myself on and work through is there's some sort of shame around not being able to do all the things <laughs> that you think you should be able to do or frustration that you, can't, that you can't manage the timeline you made for yourself. How about that? Are you feeling that? Does that I'm come up for you? Totally guilty. Totally guilty. Um, and like you and many other motherpreneurs out there, um, you know, we, we do have a long to-do list even without the business. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I, I'm feeling the same. I'm noticing where I have a very long to-do list and, and we were talking about this before we went on air and a almost subconscious deadline. Like I have to have this done by, and there's nobody else outside of me saying I need to have these things done by a certain time. No. There's all internal pressure to the feeling of I need to get this done. It's almost like time is running out, which is right. not true. So it's driving over action some days. Um, and interestingly enough, I caught it and managed to, I had some cocoon days earlier in the week after a family tragedy. I needed the time out and the brain was like, no, you've got more work to do, but the body was going and the soul was going, actually, no, you don't. There is nothing you need to do right now except, except just be. And I know we're not the only ones who are feeling this, time is running out, got to do things, got to get it done thing. Well, and I, you know, there's a part of me that wants to, first of all, we should all, if you're feeling that and you're self-driven, you know, if you're watching this, there's a good chance that you're a mompreneur or a ladypreneur. So you have, you know, gone into the wild west of building your own business and the fact that you have like an internal sense of I need to get things done and I have a deadline and I want to meet something you should give yourself a pat on the back that you have 
that sense of internal drive. The problem is if it drives you. Mm, too far. Yeah. Into, and, and we talk about this a lot in our business and especially around when I do mindset stuff is there is a, there is a point where it's a healthy drive and then there's a point where it then becomes unhealthy. Like anything, everything in moderation is fantastic. When you overdo it, not so much. <laughs> it's so true. You can actually be overly productive. <laughs> yes. And I think that in our society, um, I think it's starting to come apart. I'm hoping and I hope that we're a big part of the reason why. But um, productivity has been highly valued. Like that is something that you should really strive for just like achievement right it's kind of tied into achievement it is but um, i think the the definition people have of being productive productivity means taking action which mm -hmm. is not and so they don't tag productivity to times where they're doing rest and right contemplation. recovery so that's where the the problem is in that mm. whole scenario but yeah exactly productivity so I actually want to open it up to people who are watching because we're getting a lot of agreement. People are understanding where we're coming from. So what are the feelings that come up for you when you set your big goals, right? And you might even try to clump it down. I think that's when it frustrates me the most is when mm -hmm. I feel like my goals are reasonable. Like it's a reasonable to ask myself to do these 12 things. As I say that, I laugh because I'm like hearing it out loud always gives you perspective. Mm -hmm. But I think it, I get more frustrated when I feel like I'm setting a reasonable amount of tasks for a day and then I still can't get to some of those. And that's not every day. No. And that's 11, 11. So yes, exactly. And I, and I'll, I'm notorious for creating a goal and then expanding the goal, but still wanting to hit the goal at the same time time frame or deadline that I set originally before I expanded it into a thousand other things that I wanted to do. So say that of, again in another way. So what do you mean when you say I'm notorious for setting a goal, expanding a goal and trying to hit it at the same time? What do you so mean? So as an example, so source for shift, I set a goal mm -hmm. to run the next training, mm -hmm. but then I changed the training and I added some extra pieces to the training or extra pieces to the bonus packs. And so now it's got these breakthrough kits. Thankfully, I don't have to have the breakthrough kits ready to go until the actual training is done because that's when they get mm -hmm. to use them. But in doing that, I came up with, oh, that what would be really good is to lead in by using a masterclass, two masterclasses, two, not just one, two. Um, so then that added. So my original goal was to, 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 to run it at a certain time. And then, of course, that would have been okay if I didn't have a 15 month old that had stuff that I didn't have, you know, family stuff that came up that needed my time. So there's a lot of things that I didn't kind of factor in. So my original goal was realistic, was great. And then it expanded to these other pieces that I then had to add while still trying to hit the same goal deadline and not factoring in extra buffer time for, you know, potential stuff. Hashtag ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> To say the least. Yeah, that, mm. you know, it's interesting because I've been really, uh, for the first time in my business, I have really sat with trying to build something and sat, and I, just like Rach, we get an idea and it's like we move into production and it's out there fairly quickly. I mean, I think quicker than average, it's one, you know, we both have that same kind of superpower. Um, and even though it seems kind of amazing, the downside is 
um, that it's hard for us to sit with mm. something, you know, let it like really take some root and fruition and, and think with it. I mean, we've both been working on contemplation as our team has really pushed us to do. And it has changed us and our business mm. has changed because of that. But I know, cause I get the number 43. So when I don't get a 44, which is our magic team number, and I get a 43, I know that means I have to sit and meditate. And man, sometimes 43s all day long. And I'm like, <laughs> but I'm learning so much about, so I've taken on a project where I've actually sat with it, right? So for those who know that I have an Etsy shop, I launched a collection. That collection has been building uh in me for over three months and I'm still sitting with it and fine tuning it. Thank you. That's the longest I've ever mm. gone from idea to production. Mm. And it was painstaking at some points I wanted to pull out because I was like, this is taking too long. Like there's gotta be an easier way. Um, so contemplation is not necessarily as easy as it sounds sitting mm -hmm. back, holding on, keeping a lid on it, right? Actually concentration. That's what happens when you kind of take all the action, the action, right out of your day or your list or your project and you concentrate that energy, right? When you kind of condense it down, the, the end product actually has a juicier, like more dense, <laughs> sounds like cake. I sound like I'm describing Ooh, some kind of cake, yummy. but it really becomes, um, there's like an amazing layeredness that happens to uh, your end result when you do kind of take out some of that, uh, you know, what action feels like to me, elementally wise, is kind of like air. So when it's like you kind of like stop spending the air and you concentrate it, it, it gets more earth, <laughs> it gets more weight, right? For me, I, I can tell when I've been in a phase of, of ultra productivity um, because. I feel tired, like I'm almost mentally drained. Everything starts to feel like it's an effort. Um, I get frustrated when I have to go pee or take a break because my brain is like, no, 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 I just need to keep going, I just need to keep going. And when I can capture that franticness, I notice my body is like, you know, fight or flight. It's absolutely an adrenaline. So I have to, in those moments, go, okay, it's time to have lunch, time to have a break. Often Jax is fantastic for that because he'll need me for something which drags me out of my productivity zone and gives me that breather. Um, I had to do a breather before I jumped on this because I was on call after call after call this morning for various things earlier than normal. And I was wondering why I was hitting a wall and go, well, actually, you've been doing this for like four hours now and haven't had a break. Okay, so me, the couch, and some episodes of Jag. But yeah, it's that go, go, go. Right. And you know, it's so interesting. So yes, Courtney, good point. Action is a fire energy, mm -hmm. that forward movement. Very air much. though. The reason why I'm talking about the air though, is because it's really the mind that's pushing it. And that's why I'm sensing that air quality to it. The mind wants to go, go, go. The mind's like, oh, and then we can add on this and that add on that. And maybe because of my experience as an artist and with graphic design, I mean, Rach has watched me do this. I am that person who's like, oh, and we'll add a rainbow and then we'll put some sparkles on it and then we'll put some geometry. And next thing you know, you got a hot mess that's less, um, potent. you know, it's actually, it's, it's less potent, but it's also not 
communicating what you mean. Yes, right? I had to write her back quite a few times. She's doing so much better now, though. Let me tell you. <laughs> I was always not going to say, can you not put that much on stuff? You know, She's like, that's so beautiful, beautiful, but what if we take out? And I'm always like... <laughs> But I'm, it's one of those things where um, this is what I call the Coco Chanel principle in life. And it's applied to more than just jewelry, but you put everything on and then you take one piece off at a time until it feels right. And it works. It works beyond jewelry and accessories and it works in business. It works in art. It works wherever you're like building an idea. That's why the brainstorming, like brain dumping mm -hmm. is so important so that you can splat it out. And then walk away and look at it and go, does that even make sense? If I was an outside person who didn't know what this hot mess of a board was, would I be able to identify it, right? So when we stay in that, when we stay in our mental intelligence, we get locked into that. And that's where that idea of productivity, that idea of piling, yeah, it wanna, really starts there. Yeah. I want to come back to that because she was talking about the, that being fire. So. I think there's two different motivators there and I think this, is, this will clear it up. Fire for me is that heart and soul. That's passion. That is a driver. But when the brain, the mind takes over and it becomes almost an obsession, I have to keep going for whatever reason, whether it's because if I don't, if I, if I stop, I won't get going again. Um, I have to get this done by a certain time because it, then it starts to completely negate any information that's coming in from the body that says, hey, I need a rest or hey, I need food or hey, I need something other than work right now. So for me, and that's what we're talking about, the, the mental intelligence is air. That's the element of yes. it. Whereas the heart yes. and soul intelligence is the fire. Is that where the fire is or that spirit? Anyway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I well, can remember the elements. I know what they are. But yes, that, that is. That is. Uh, fire. But and interestingly enough, when you get too much air in your fire, you mm. get this big burnout happens. Burnout, yeah, exactly. Right? So it's the beautiful so, mix of the two. But the, the mental intelligence, mind intelligence, you're supposed to listen to all the other intelligences to know what is the next step or when to stop. So we talked about this plenty of times in our podcast, the ebb and flow cycle. If the mind right. takes over, it tries to stay in flow. And that's the thing. It's like, oh, I'm in flow. I just need this to keep going, which is <laughs> negating that the heart and soul actually has the fuel. If you let the mind take over, it actually burns everything out. Right, absolutely. And you know what's interesting is on the day where I was feeling this the most, which I want to say was like Monday, usually my Mondays are a high productivity day because it's my admin days where I really like sit at the computer and just chunk away at stuff. Um, I felt it on a Tuesday. I hadn't gotten to my entire list for Monday, so it leaked into Tuesday. And I remember sitting at the computer just feeling completely overwhelmed. And I'm like, I know I have to get this done. I know I have these personal deadlines that I want to meet, um, but I can't right now. So I had to tune in. I put my hand on my heart. I'm like, what do you want? And all my body said was go for a walk, mm. which feels so like my mind is so resistant to doing it. Like I do know that going for a walk is good for my health. But my mind is like, oh, the deadline, you'll have less time, right? If you go for a walk for two hours or whatever you want to do, you'll have less time to do what you need to do later. Mm. And I think um, a lot of entrepreneurs, um, particularly those who are sort of starting and midway way in their business, but even, actually even successful people do the same thing. There's this connection between productivity and money. 
So oh, I have to be productive because that'll bring the money in faster. And I look, I will put my hand up and say that one has caught me many times. And if I'll be <laughs> honest, it's probably catching me this week. Thanks for, thanks for that. Um, so it's disconnecting that and really tuning in because the money comes regardless. It's your focus on, I'm doing this because I love doing this. I'm doing this because I'm serving the most amazing people and doing, having this effect on the world coming from that place instead of I need to do this because I need to make money or the sooner I get this out, the sooner money comes in. It's that real link of productivity and money that is often a, one of the biggest drivers for this mind taking over and running the productivity cycle. And well, I have to say though, I really enjoy my businesses. I really like, it's one of my favorite places to be. It is work, but it's also um, like playtime. It is playtime for me. It, it really is. So I do enjoy being there. And I absolutely agree that usually when there's this deadline to do list, there is some sort of like monetary goal that that's trying to be hit. What I've learned from, you know, doing this and failing a lot is that when it's time, when the body goes into resistance to sitting there and doing the work and I put my hand on my heart, I get the answer. I stop fighting that and I start listening. So I begrudgingly put my sneakers on and I went for a, a walk, which turned into a walk run, which Rach knows I've been wanting to get back into since the weather's getting nicer. Um, and literally, I think I may have been gone for like an hour and a half, but on it, this thing I needed, the, mm. the strategy that I was like hoping to find yeah. at the desk came to me outside, mm. right? Yeah, and that's something that the team have been hammering into us. And I'm okay. All right, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Um, <laughs> movement, allowing the body to move, actually opens up your channels to your spirit intelligence. It opens up to your heart and soul. And if you're not sitting at a computer, good. If you're not sitting at a computer, the computer kind of narrows down your energy. It also narrows down your focus, and it it interferes with your energy too. A lot of the EMF yes. stuff. Um, when you're away from the computer, when you're out moving your physical body, all the energy is moving around the body, which means everything opens up. And then the solutions, the ideas and everything that you are looking for can actually come in. So it should be part of our daily routine, our daily work productivity to get out and move, whether it's a walk, a run, yoga, stretching, dancing, and <laughs> dancing, dancing. Yes, dancing is good, especially when you're doing power programming. Um, anything that gets your body moving and you're away from work is actually productive. It's so fucking productive in so many ways. Absolutely. And um, your body intelligence is the seat through which all intelligences, once they connect and move through, it's caught and held within the body. So whatever information is trying to move through you will drop into your body intelligence once it's all the way in. That's when your conscious mind can pick it up. So mm. movement is, is critical. Um, the interesting thing is that sometimes, you know, we try to plan movement, right? Mm. I do yoga in the morning and then I go try to sit at the desk. It doesn't quite work like that. That's at least how I've noticed it is that I might move earlier in the day. I might do a workout and I might still needs to move. There have been times where like when I was building school for spirit, I was trying to sit down and build it and it wouldn't come. And I remember the day it changed was I, I realized I needed like a whiteboard and I put a canvas up on the wall and a watercolor marker. And as soon as I stood up, it just 
all of it came out, just filled the entire canvas full of information. I was like, oh, that's how it works. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I've got a, a very upset 15-month-old downstairs, so I'm going to just go down and deal with him. Do you want to open it up to questions and anybody got questions? Yeah, <laughs> yes. So, well, let's put that out there right now. How about you? When you are stuck in a productivity feedback loop. That's what I want to call it because, you know, it's actually gone past being productive and almost like Rach said earlier, obsessive, right? We're obsessing over what we need to do or we're um, being driven by the logical mind, which is saying, do it in this order and do it. It has to be done in this order, in this way, in this time. So what do you do? Have you caught yourself? Are you finding that you're in that cycle now, right? And while I'm waiting for people to respond to that, let's just talk about the added element of our current time period, which is that time as we have understood it is really changing, right? The, um, time is either moving very quickly in some periods and slowing way down. Like, let's go, let's just kind of talk about what's happened so far. Here we are middle of April. April to me feels like I have been in April for an entire month. Uh, and we're at what the 11th day, 12th, if you're in Australia, it's barely not, it's not even half yet. And I feel like I've lived an entire month in April. Um, and then, and the same thing with January, January just went on and then February felt normal. <laughs> March felt, I guess, normal. Um, so it's interesting because we're sort of in this new era uh, with, with the fourth density being active and with time um, breaking down in a way that it's no longer linear. The more the mass consciousness understands that time is not linear, the more we're going to experience these weird pockets of time where time moves really fast or time moves really slow. So I'm wondering if you are feeling that in your day and you can definitely um, type it into the comments as well as I'm just checking to see if anyone's in the room here uh, as well as any questions that you want to have answered psychically. So I was just talking about time and how time is shifting. It's no longer the more the mass consciousness is aware that time is a nonlinear aspect, the more time seems to be shifting and mutating. I was just saying that for me, April feels like a whole month already. And I just realized that today's like the 11th, it's the 12th for you. Oh, see for me, quite how's April? Like it's only just started, but I'm looking at it. It's like the 12th here. So it's nearly halfway through. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. No. March was full on. It felt like a month and a half long and it was not See, for me, March felt kind of normal, but April, my birthday was last week and it feels like weeks ago. Like I am having a hard time registering that that just happened. Um, it feel, already feels like weeks have passed between it. So yeah, just trying to get a handle on time right now can really mess with trying to create these productivity timelines because um, what might feel reasonable in an old pattern, linear timeline suddenly becomes very different. I was just saying that my January was wildly productive because I felt like I had all the time in the world. Mm. Whereas February felt less productive because it was 
kind of clipping along for me. I can't remember how the January and February felt. I know I felt initially in the beginning of the year, I was getting things organized. It felt good. Still does. March felt extremely productive, but not at the same time. It was busy, busy, busy. April feels like I'm kind of catching my breath a bit. Maybe that's why it's kind of gotten to the 12th and I'm like, oh God, it's 12th already. Um, <laughs> but yeah, still, there's still a lot on that to-do list. Like, it is still massive. Oh. And I think the biggest thing that I'm going to sit down after, after this is just to, re- to reconnect with the, the ebb and flow pattern and falling back into flow. I have not, definitely not this last two weeks, um, felt in properly to what is it I need to be focused on now? What is, what does my body need right now? Um, so I, yeah, admittedly gotten a little bit out of balance. So I'm going to come back to that. This is why I love why they have it. These topics get picked and what we end up talking about, because inevitably they give us something and then it's like, huh. <laughs> that <wasn't laughs> oh, right. else. That was <laughs> no, it's mostly. Thank you. What I- what I've been really feeling are the counter, I'm going to call it counterintelligent, not counterintuitive, but really counterintelligent actions, uh, like a, a strong desire to paint, an overwhelming desire to paint when I have so many uh, admin things to do. Because I'm, I'm currently in a enrollment cycle for School for Spirit with numerology. So I have a lot of information to get out to the public but all I want to do is paint it's this crazy urge and, and the minute I let myself do it I'm like in heaven I'm like oh god this feels like I'm getting a massage while in a swimming pool <laughs> you know it's like the best feeling ever and yet uh the mind wants to resist it so much because it's illogical mm. it doesn't mean it's not important or not facilitating something deep it is it's illogical. And that's interesting because of the, the new paradigm, the new way of doing things is very much intuitive. Like it's, it's not a logical pattern. So this is where, and I can see what's going on. So it's my control stuff. Control, control stuff has been taking over instead yeah. of le- letting myself really trust in the internal guidance that's coming through my soul to go, okay, I want to do this now and I want to do that now um, because it is actually all bringing it together and I can see that but the brain is trying to jump to the piece that's logical to do next. But that's probably holding me back in a lot of ways. So, you know, it's for everybody out there, listen to your heart and soul, connect in with your team, and then allow the brain to do whatever the heart and soul and the team say. It's really interesting because last night I did a Facebook Live on my personal profile and I always pull karma cards and ask what's going on cosmically. And a big highlight was allow things to be without judgment. So decide what your what you desire, right? What do you desire right now? What feels so good? What would just, you know, bring you so much pleasure and enjoyment, right? For no reason. Exactly. He's like, I get it. I get it. So go into that space now, whatever presents itself to you, do not categorize it as good or bad. Just let it be whatever it is, right? If it's like, I have stopped doing this, that's not a good or bad thing. It just is, right? And if you're in a happy space and someone comes up to you in a bad mood, you don't have to agree to that or take it on. You can just be like, wow, that's happening. Mm. Not even that's a bad mood, just it's happening, Mm. right? So that's that letting go and allowing. um, Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so on my computer, 55%, it's 11.33, just saying. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, exactly. Numbers. He can't hear anything because I've got my earphones on. But whoever he's looking at right now is making him laugh. So, he's like, adults are silly. Yeah. Yeah, he knows. He's talking to the team. He's his own team here. Adults are so silly. <laughs> come up here so you can see everybody. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, children do that, you know, they children go exactly where they desire, yes, and whatever do. happens around them, they're not judging it, they're present with it, right? <laughs> oh, that's happening. Yeah. They're very much in flow. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got it. I didn't have time. <laughs> I think he might also be a little delirious. I like it when he's delirious. <laughs> but, yeah, so, it's, it is about, you know, us relaxing more. Like when, like when you were talking about being totally inspired to paint, that's probably got a lot to do with your body and your spirit showing you how to balance it out. Yeah. Well, there's just, right. I mean, there's joy there. There's definitely joy. Um, it's interesting how, you know, when you're a driven person who is, who is highly productive and wants to succeed, right. You tend to power through dinner pretty hard. You'll keep eating dinner to get dessert. You know what I mean? You'll finish your plate. Um, and sometimes that's not the best approach. Sometimes you got to stop eating dinner and go have some dessert or go running around the house or whatever it was that you would have done as a child, right? Your instincts were stronger as a child on how to take care of yourself than they are as an adult. Yeah, very much so. We, we overanalyze, overthink, pretty cool. And I'm going to go put this monkey to bed now. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, um, before he like totally crawls off of you, it looks like we don't have any questions. So I'm going to say that this would be a great place to wrap up the podcast since Jax is about to like crawl off, crawl on the walls. Uh, yeah. He's ready for, for sleeps now. I think we'll see. All right. All, All right. right. If you've got any questions or anything you want to share after watching this podcast on the recording, you know where to find us. Feel free to post things. And add it to the comments. We see it later. So absolutely exactly. add it. You. Otherwise, until right. next time, relax. We got this. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Paneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.